Unless it tastes absolutely and, nothing like an Oreo, no. No, it I'm tastes sure pretty con- much exactly like an Oreo. Ew. It just, it, it, it didn't take off as much because who wants to eat something called a Hydrox? Yeah, that is kind of... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, also, Swedish fish Oreos are a thing now. Yeah. And to Swedish fish. All right. Anyway, Transformers. Yes. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And welcome to the second season of Beast Machines. Hello. I can't exactly recall what happened uh, in the last episode, but I'm pretty sure Cybertron was destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I, this I episode... think Cybertron was falling apart. And yes, in this episode, Beast Wars. <laughs> Beast Wars never changes. <laughs> yes. So in this episode, we start out in a vault where the water purification chip has just failed. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, this episode is Fallout. Yes. Yay! Uh, first aired February 9th, 2000, only about six weeks after the last episode of the first season, which, that's not bad. Really short yeah, break. That's nice. It, it had insufficient Nick Valentine for any sort of Fallout experience. That's I'm, almost not I'm a season in. break. That, that's, it, it might as well be one whole season. Yeah, Yeah, they just kind of took uh, Christmas holidays. Yeah. That's a shorter break than... Uh, I think semi-contemporary to that, Power Rangers in Space had. Because Power Rangers in Space had like a six-month break between the first half of its season and the second half of its season. And that <laughs> pissed me off at the time, and I'm ranting about it now because I cannot let go of the past. <laughs> I think those were on like at the exact same time on Fox Kids. Yeah, maybe. It was either that or Lost Galaxy. I can't remember which. I think Beast Machines might have been Lost Galaxy, and then In Space was like late Beast Wars, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this one, you know it's important because it was written by Bob Skier and Marty Eisenberg. Ooh. No fart jokes, though. No, no, not not a one, because <laughs> uh, last we saw Optimus Primal using the plasma energy chamber, which uh, see our episode on uh, on the rebirth, which was released uh, last week and possibly the previous two weeks, depending on how uh, we decided to cut it up. Yeah, it's a long And Megatron... Used- Using the key to Vector Sigma. Now, remember, one of those turns everything into machines, and one of those destroys machines. So things were, looking, things were looking pretty bad for Cybertron. And dun, dun, dun. Things are looking pretty bad for Optimus, too, because he just kind of melts and finds himself in floating here in space like this. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very interesting that, you know, the last episode seemed to be ending with with him, like, getting disintegrated, and now he seems to be in some sort of afterlife. Yeah. So that's interesting. And yeah, he sees a vision of Cybertron that is completely destroyed. Oops. He, he, he tries to play Megatron, who is also there, but uh, Megatron's all, nope, this is all you, bro. <laughs> yep. It, it, it's you all- did this one. It's, it's primal floating in space, and, and it's all very sort of inside his own head. It, 
it made me think of a Jim Starlin comic. It is very Jim Starlin. Huh, yeah. And how Jim Starlin is the cut from that to him fighting himself with himself yelling at him, Now pay the price for your unyielding fanaticism! Oh man, that is... <laughs> that is like straight out of an issue of 70s Warlock. Yes. Yeah. Th- that's the... Oh, the, what is it? Infinity Watch, was it? Like That happens a couple times, like Warlock's fighting Warlock, Thanos fights Thanos. I think there's one well, episode Well, I know that where... was uh, what's it, Infinity War, where they all had to fight like their doppelgangers. Yeah. But no, there, there were like tie-in yeah, issues that, that were from their running series. It was weird. Like, oh, like okay, a filler I think that episode. was, yeah, Warlock and the Infinity Watch. Yeah. Anywho, 2001, A Space Ape Odyssey. Yeah, so they're, they're <laughs> back on prehistoric Earth, and uh, yeah, he, he's pri- it's Primal v. Primal, <laughs> and the good Primal just gets chucked off a cliff. <laughs> well, yeah, v- I- it's pretty great. The protagonist Primal. I'm not sure we can say the good Primal or not. No, no, because Evil Primal is kind of right on this one. Yeah. <laughs> evil yep. Primal was right. He gets chucked <laughs> off a cliff and into the black void of space. Yeah. And then he's going through like a, a wormhole, and it's the Maximals with their Beast Wars show models who tell him that he sucks. Yeah, meanwhile... All of their show models, like, each of, like, Cheetor gets, like, all of them, and Rat Trap gets all of them. Wait, it rolls back to their original ones from their current one, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. So the more toys you got, the more your voice echoes. Yep. Yes. Very little Night Scream. uh, Night Scream only gets his uh, post being turned into a... Beast Machine's maximal face because he's no, he nice. does get his he does oh, get he, his pre being turned into a maximal. Or he does. So I missed that. Face. Yeah, well, he gets oh, two. Yeah. So it's the it's his bat and the or it's his bat with like blue doodads on it, and then just the bat. Okay, so then yeah. Black Arachne is the one who gets the short end of the stick. Well, no, no, she gets her uh, she she gets yeah. her transmetal one in there and her original. Three? Oh, yeah, huh? I suck at object permanence then. Yeah, I think that okay. just goes by. <laughs> it was a long fair. That was a weird episode. Yeah. yeah they... And Cybertron explodes again. <laughs> yep. And Primal realizes that he must make his own decisions, and he can't just do what the Oracle tells him to, like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> now, he figures this out now, after he's already wrecked everything. Yeah. And the Oracle says, now you realize. But your fate still lies with you. But why should I listen to you, Oracle? I just decided yeah. that I shouldn't listen to you anymore. <laughs> but hey, maybe you'll listen to Rhinox. <gasps> and or the the crazy ghost of Rhinox. Yeah. 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 Whatever the That effect, sounds like a great idea. He shows up by method of Photoshop effects. Yes. Like he looks I, like a bunch of squiggles. Yeah, it's um He is Photoshop's find edges filter combined with control I to invert colors. It looks cool though. <laughs> I am not joking. That is exactly what they did. I tested it in Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Rhinox shows up to say, yes, I'm super dead now. I wear the the chains I forged in life. I have joined the Matrix, and my head has joined Photoshop. Oh, man, he should have had, like, the chain guns he forged in life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then, and then okay. he and Tankor have a musical number. I, uh, I, I really like Muppet Christmas Carol. I, I don't remember that. Oh, me too. Oh, we're Rhinox and Rhinox. 
Yeah. I should go back and watch that to try Christmas to repair Carols. the memories from up at Treasure Island. Yeah, I mean, this one has Michael Caine in it. You can't go wrong. Yeah. I mean, I was about to say you can't go wrong with Michael Caine, but that's a huge lie. He was in Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> I have not seen Jaws the Revenge. I hear it's terrible. I have seen The House It Built. It is fantastic. No, 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 no. You, gotta, you said it right. you got to say it with the Michael Caine voice. I have not seen The House, the, uh, the film, but I hear it is terrible. However, <laughs> I have seen The House That It Built, and it is wonderful. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, Primal has a flash forward, and we see a bunch of character models that we've never seen before. Yes! Which go by really, really fast. You'd have to be really good with the pause button, but we're going to be seeing them anyway, so we'll get to them later. I, somebody back when this originally aired did pause them all. Oh. Yeah, cut it on it VHS on, like, and hit the pause been, uh, button. It might have been Ye even. Mm, Maybe. Probably. I saw them on somebody's website in 2000. I'm sure it yes. took forever to load. <laughs> It was from a VHS recording, you know. <laughs> oh, VHS. So, so he he snaps out of it, and he's back in. He's back where he started. So he uses his energy absorbing abilities to absorb the energies of both the key to vector sigma and the plasma energy chamber. So he's in robot mode now, and he. Uh, Grabs the red wire and the green wire and yeah. grunts a lot and yeah. <laughs> goes bug eyed and wiggles oh, and it's very anime. I we thought we get some just great Gary Chalk grunts. Yeah, oh yes, I'm pretty sure I've seen the same thing. Just in the anime, the energy absorbing. I was just thinking crossing the streams it's, instead of anime. Yeah, yeah it's a little too. crossing the streams. I was thinking glowing and crashing into things. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason that this podcast does not grant grunt of the night. Yes. <laughs> well, if we did, it'd be Gary Chalk every single time. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Always Gary Chalk. So, and we, we kind of get see it, the energy going into the Matrix through some of our previous locations, including uh, Night Scream's hidey hole, where I guess that tree just grew back. Well, it's a tree. We saw it grow back. I thought we just saw like roots or something going. I guess I guess it went from that to the tree again. Yeah. Yeah. And we see the Maximals get unkeyed to Vector Sigmund. Yes, and they're just all kind of waking up like a bad hangover happened, and they wake up, but nobody else on Cybertron does. And I I really like. This scene where just everything's quiet, you kind of yep. hear the wind going through the buildings, and there are just deactivated drones everywhere. You, you do say yeah. nobody else wakes up, but there kind of is nobody else to wake up. There's all the drones. Well, I mean, none of the drones wake up. You have to have a spark. I mean, to wake my, up. as much as they are people. Yeah. My notes for this are the Viacons are all dead, Transformers <laughs> issue 5. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty grim. Yeah. Yeah, so they, uh... We get a tease of one of them not being dead, and it's just Rat Trap. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Cybertron has been lifeless for the entire series, pretty much. But now there's not even vehicons flying around. It's just... It's like the beginning of a zombie movie. There's no sign of life. It is, it is quite eerie. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, they go to the Citadel to see, you know, what happened. Uh, they, they find Megatron, who is kind of... And the the red lighting in here is really neat. Oh yes, the lighting is so good. Yeah. And Megatron just crumbles to dust. 
and Tankor falls apart. And then Optimus is also dust. Yeah, he, yeah. Optimus, Optimus Prime, he melted, but it kind of looks like he was run over by a cartoon steamroller. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. His, bits of him are still monkey there, parts but, are like... Yeah, the, his monkey parts like are dust. brown monkey yeah. dust. It, it, it's a weird effect. And then, like, his robot parts are just, like, robot parts. Like, yeah. armor. Just lying there with the brown monkey dust. I mean, I can see the effect they were going for. Yeah. yeah. But it, it looks kind of silly. Yeah. It is neat that all three of them, like, are dead in a different way. Because Tankor just falls to bits. Primal's the, yeah. this weird thing, and Megatron becomes Ash, and Rattrap expects no more holiday cards. Yes. <laughs> and really, it's such a brave choice to remove all the sources of conflict from the show in the season two finale, in the season yeah. two premiere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. So yeah, everybody is, of course, sad that Optimus Primal has melted. Except for Night Scream, because he's all, hey, Cheetor, why are you sad? You always wanted to get rid of Optimus Primal, which is the exact wrong thing to say, Night Scream. Cheetor immediately However, turns into it's... Adam Jensen from Deus Ex <laughs> Human yes. Revolution. I never asked for this. But oh, but I, uh, I have to say shipping intensifies. <laughs> yeah. Wait, between who? Night Scream and Cheetor. Oh, jeez. Just because oh, Night Scream's all like, well, hey, you get to be in charge now. I never wanted to be in charge. Maybe just the one side of that ship increases. So, you know, Cheetor kind of realizes at this point that, well, I guess i got to be in charge. So they uh, they go out and item one on the agenda, get get those sparks back and get them bodies somehow. (laughs) Lol. They just left where they were. (laughs) I laughed at that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, wasn't item one, so, like, so, fix Cybertron, then find Sparks or something? Yeah, Maybe I guess. Fix, but that's going to be difficult because Rattrap R2-D2's into the planet's core, and the planet's brain-dead. Which is not good. No. Yeah. That can't possibly be good. They they crashed Cybertron. <laughs> it's, it's not good. And what's also not good is that two Viacons are still alive. Uh, specifically, Jetstorm and Thrust. Yes. Oh, but they're so precious. Jetstorm, entertain! So entertain. That's kind of the purpose in the episode, yeah. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, the, uh... You know, they're about to fight, but Cheetor's all, you know, why why even bother fighting us, guys? Like, yeah, and Black Arachnia tries to appeal to Jetstorm's inner silver boltness because that is literally all her characterization is anymore. Yeah. And I'm very sad. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, he's he's not having it. Night Scream asks why she's uh, so hung up on getting her old boyfriend Spark out of that guy, and Rattrap just has to tell him that you know you're you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ask again after you've hit puberty. And then they have a gigantic anime montage. At which point, oh, but we also get a really Black Dragon is like, oh, seriously, sh- stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and we also get a really charming exchange uh, by, uh, you know, so Black Rackney's is trying to convince, you know, Jetstorm to be Silver Bolt and tries to, you know, forget it. I just lost my boss. Everything's falling apart. I'm not losing my only friend as well. So Jetstorm responds, we're friends. Why not? <laughs> Which, that, that, was, that was cute. I, I kind of I feel like that Jetstorm saying we're friends is like saying Wait, I'm cool enough to be your friend <laughs> I, I can't see Jetstorm thinking that way No. yeah 
I can see Jetstorm thinking that way, but only in a kind of like, okay, I am the coolest, except I have this one anxiety. Like, <laughs> he is so I have performatively cool anxiety. that he is trying to be cooler than the person who is actually cool. Yeah. Who happens to be Waspinator, so it should be way easier than it actually was. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I and mean, yeah, he's Thrust is like Waspinator in the sense that he kind of just really wants a friend. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, there is a ridiculous bit where they anime pose for like two minutes. <laughs> as the music amps up before Black Rage just tells them to just quit it. Oh, boys. <laughs> Stop gaying up the show. And then, yeah, they just leave. Because they really Please. don't have anything to do. Please don't stop gaying up the show. <laughs> Never stop. But b- before they leave, Black Arachne does say, you know, if you you know, if you don't want to be Silverbolt again, Jetstorm, fine. I won't force you for four episodes. <laughs> four <will>. whole episodes. <laughs> Don't make any long-term plans. <laughs> uh, for right. poor characterization. Yeah, so they just decide, okay, so, you know, what did Primal always do when he couldn't think, when, you know, he didn't know what to do? We're going to go talk to the Oracle. And they they get down there in a journey that parallels their journey in the first episode, which I thought was neat. Yay! Descent 2! I mean, where do you draw the line between parallels and animation reuse? Because I'm not sure where this falls on that. Well, it's background well, they, they're different character models, at least. Yeah. And they kept going until they got to hell. Yeah, well, they they, they get there, and in inside the Oracle is the gigantic ghost of Optimus Primal. <laughs> <laughs> it's Super Monkey Ball! Damn it! <laughs> got there first. Timely. Actually, it did come out around the same time. Okay? PlayStation One. Oh man, that's where they got the idea for Air Assault Primal. So huge. <laughs> it's it's scary. So he's all, hey, you know, forgive me. I basically ruined everything. Good job. But Everybody forgives him, and Rattrap even says, there's nothing to forgive. Whereas Cheetor's like, there's plenty to forgive, but I don't give you forgiveness for the things that, you know, sucked. Yeah. (laughs) But Cheetor says, I can forgive you for your mistakes, but not for giving up. But, he's he's dead. (laughs) How is that giving up? Well, I mean, we'll see that, because, uh, yeah, Primal... You know, he's in the void, he has, you know, he's in, I guess, what is the Allspark, and they're inviting him to become one with the Matrix. Yeah. It just seems kind of harsh to to say someone's giving up by accepting their own death. Well, we're going to see here, because, yeah, he has has a revelation. He sees that plant and realizes the Oracle didn't want Cybertron to be organic. He wanted it to be balanced. Techno-organic. And he comes to the realization by remembering Beast Wars. <laughs> Wait, hey techno- guys, remember mean- Beast Wars? Wait, techno organic? You mean like that horrible thing where the Maximals went insane when they were turned into it, and it was used as the visual shorthand for "you are completely destroyed"? <laughs> wait, wait, what? I 
No, 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 that wasn't technorganic. That was just technological. They were just all blue. They're technorganic now, right? Mm. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, when they were turning all blue, that would have been when they were uh, becoming entirely mechanical. Right, yeah. Which somehow made them crazy, even yeah. though mechanical is generally associated with emotional distance. And Listen, we just slipped some molly into those uh, keys to Vector Sigma. We, we I mean, fair the, point. Man, the trees that show up later do look exactly like the trees that showed up when they were growing the mechanical versions of the vines. But I think they have more green on them. Mm. No more. Maybe it was just my TV. Maybe. Anyway, so yeah, he, he has the epiphany and then realizes that, you know, I am ready to join the Matrix, but not today. <laughs> Which means you're not ready, Optimus Primal. <laughs> that's, that's literally the opposite of ready. I am ready to start uh, exercising more, but not today. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he, yeah, he, I, because I guess for him, death is giving up because he can just decide, oh, no, I'm not going to die. Well, See okay then. Jeez. You know, I was super disappointed by this because Optimus Prime shows back up alive, and everybody's like, "Holy crap! What?" And then I'm just like, but he's in his old body. I know. This, this is when is... he's supposed to get a new body. Yeah. I know. This is so <laughs> weird because this is a Transformer show. If somebody has a near death experience. They come back. We don't see them initially. That's when they get the new body. Yeah. Like, yeah. And his body I, was ass. You know, not that I dislike his current body, but, you know, sell me a toy here, Hasbro. What's going on? At least a repaint. Yeah. Give him some different colors. Spark attack, Optimus Primal, something. I couldn't help but compare this episode to uh, the first episode of Beast Wars Season 2, because it's also about Primal coming, being brought back from the dead, except that's only sort of a subplot, and also it's, even though it involves Rhinox basically deep diving into the afterlife, <laughs> it just feels a lot more scientific than this does. Yeah, the this started off with a whole deep dive on being entirely spiritual metaphorical. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of interesting just because it's so weird that there's a, you know, toy cartoon that is doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that this, it's just so out there. And Primal admits he was a yeah, fanatic. So. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. That's, yep. That is interesting. The leader of the good guys admits that he was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was a raving maniac. I almost destroyed the planet. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, the steps out of the Oracle, says the Oracle has taught him everything I need to know, and now I must make my own way. Because uh, asserting, yes, the, he's, he's passed his greatest test by asserting his own free will, the very thing that makes him more than a mere machine. Although it's the Oracle who's saying all this and not Optimus Primal. It's less, yes. It's less, I must make my own way, I have rejected the Oracle, and it's just like, good, you've rejected me. You passed the final test. Now you can make your own way. Yes. Sure. <laughs> and, as a, and as a parting gift, they get a grove of techno-organic trees. Yay. Which, honestly, the way it came up at first just looked kind of like corn. It's like, mm. your own destiny in Kansas. Yep. <laughs> hey, it looked like from. they were, they were in a cornfield. This is not your future. This is only a visualization of your future. 
do not sue. Apparently. <laughs> All right. So they. So now you know the planet. They've kind of got a plan here. So it's time to find those sparks. Uh, but instead, something's rising from the ground, and it's a giant Megatron head. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. <laughs> really great episode ending visual. Just it looks super cool. Giant massive yeah. head. Grand Megatron, well, Grand Mall, it's called, but... Yeah, they call it the Grand Mall, which uh, in French is the big bad, but is also a kind of seizure. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. The worst kind. It's it's pretty great. But yes, we get more... And yeah, that is where the episode ends. It's it's a good cliffhanger, because what the heck? Yeah, it's an amazing cliffhanger. (laughs) More giant floating head. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, this is the last we're going to see of Rhinox, too. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, I would have liked a little more Rhinox, Mm. but, you know, there are only 26 episodes. Yeah. I would have loved if he'd been able to stick around as a force in the show. Yeah, like a a third faction sort of thing. But I guess the thing is that he was so crafty and so brilliant that it would be implausible for him to not eliminate at least one of the other sides. Yeah. yeah. stick around. Kind of cluttered if he was there for... Well, they could have stuck him around for a bit until we actually get Megatron back, but... Yeah. Uh, to be honest, in an environment where Megatron is maybe destroyed and Rhinox is as awesome as he's been so far, him superseding Megatron actually seems like a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Alas, I would not. not taken. Yep. But uh, overall, you know, kind of not a great episode, but an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. And a necessary one. Yes. I mean, you you had to go somewhere from that ending, and I think this was a reasonable way of resolving that. Yeah. Most of it didn't happen. Here's a dream sequence. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, yeah. I, I did like the... I thought using Optimus's energy-absorbing powers were clever, because I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of an interesting way to do it, even if it was kind of anime. It doesn't get rid of the two main bad guys, so there's kind of nothing against them now. But then again, the, the last 13 episodes have been one long-running series of let's run away. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's considerably less inter- running away from here on in. Yeah, which is good. There's something very interesting about forcing the protagonists to go, oh, we need to be proactive now. What do we actually want to do? Oh, yeah, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, uh, until next time, you can find us floating in the void of the Internet, <laughs> uh, possibly fighting evil versions of ourselves. And you can also find us on Twitter at, at @stasispod, at, on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod, and on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net on the Iacon Underground Radio Network. Uh, we have a Patreon set up as well to help support this and our news podcast. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash underground, and that helps keep us ad-free, pay for our hosting, and throw a little lunch money at our audio editor, David. And if you uh, are ready to send us an email, but not today, 
then write into the Maxim Mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read your letters on air. But not today. Yeah, because I guess you could do that tomorrow. <laughs> Alright, so until next time, when we encounter a savage noble, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Oh, noble savages. That old cliche. <laughs> Cliche is noble savage. This one is savage noble. Oh, it's a subversion. Also, also, I'm sorry for the editing job you're gonna have to do. (laughs) And also, he's a beast changer, which is because that's what they had to sell the toy as. (laughs) He auto Dinobot changer his activation code again. Back basically means he's a um, savage noble. He's an anamorph. Prometheus and Prometheus Unbound. Oh, that was a bad Frankenstein movie. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm disappointed because I like Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what happened to that guy's career? I don't know. I'm going to guess, what was that That one? It was like something about L.A., but oh, it was uh, Aliens. Battle, Battle LA. Was he in that? Something like that. Huh. Yeah, 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 he was like the main guy in that. Uh, he's still yeah. in things, but just not as much. Oh, it was Battle Los Angeles. Ah. Uh, yeah, it was just yeah, like... He did Olympus Will Fall. Olympus Has Fallen. He did I, Frankenstein. He's in four things in 2016, so... I, I honestly thought I, Frankenstein was kind of fun in that... Underworld sort of way where you just have to accept all this completely ridiculous yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because it was written by the same guy who wrote, also wrote Underworld. Yeah. Well, there you go. He was that in l- the sequel to Olympus Has Fallen called London Has Fallen. He was in Sully, and then he's going to be in Bleed for This and Incarnate in 2016. So his career's not over. It's just yeah. he's not quite as leading man as you'd think based on his prominence in a few other things. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez, Bleed for... Th- another boxing movie? I mean, I like Creed and all, but enough is enough. <laughs> and Which I don't one? know what Incarnate is. Oh, it's a super... It's a horror movie with Aaron Eckhart and literally nobody... Oh, no. With... Okay, literally nobody I've ever heard of, plus somebody who's on Game of Thrones, I think. <laughs> Yay! Uh, Which one? Van Houten. Huh. Oh, no offhand. Oh, and, and a professional wrestler. Ooh, which one? Uh, oh, Mark one. Henry. Uh... What, Mark Henry's in that? What? Yeah, it's a... Incarnate is an upcoming 2016 American supernatural horror film starring Aaron Eckhart, uh, Melisandre from Game of Thrones, and professional wrestler Mark Henry. Oh. Hmm. That is weird. (laughs) Because he's awesome, but also 
kind of terrible. <laughs> it, 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 can he, like, act? I mean, on the one hand, yeah, yeah, he can kind of act. He did a ridiculously amazing promo where he was, like, fake retiring and then not. But then also, he's never gotten anything decent to do while he's been in professional wrestling. Uh. And the most memorable things he's been doing is that, that fake retirement that I talked about, the uh, time where he slept with octogenarian female wrestler Mae Young, and she gave birth to a hand. Oh, that was him? My God. Yes. Wait, he's still wrestling? That was yeah. like 20 years he's ago. He's been there for 15 Jeez. years. Or, or six, six? Yeah, no. and also, he is legitimately one of the strongest people on the planet. <laughs> yes. 